0: of the band although are few in for the
1: finest in the land well welcome to the first of, of many Paxton Road podcasts uh, we've got John AD and Cozy with us and myself uh, Mark the the team formerly known as the East Spurs team we've gotten back together and uh, what better way to start a new podcast than after a North London derby with questionably our best performance of the season. And so uh let's get right into it, boys. How are you today?
0: I'm very good. Excellent, Mark.
1: Yeah, all good, all good. So, obviously today was pretty much the the game that as soon as the schedule comes out, we all mark down. Um different different uh I think reactions to the the first half from from some people. Uh what do you guys think? I mean, obviously we, there were bits where we were dominated for about five minutes at a time, and then bits where for about 20 to 25 minutes we were the team dominating. Uh, what were your overall thoughts? Let's start uh, – let's go Coatsy.
0: I think for me, you hit the nail on the head, Mark. Um, it was definitely our best performance of the season. I thought we dominated for, for long periods. Um, we kept the ball well. I think from 1 to 11, really um, – it was just an exceptional performance, and it was consistent. You know, I, I was worrying that we would kind of run out of steam after about fifty-five minutes, but we didn't. Arsenal started the second half well, but we come back into it again. So very encouraging, um, and I think it's it's got great signs for the rest of the season.
1: Yeah. So uh, eighty. I know we we had a, our our group chat going on on the phone. And you were full of praise for the the team's performance for really, as Koti said, all eleven players. So, uh, what were your what were your thoughts on minutes uh, one through through ninety?
2: Yeah, I mean, I was re- I was really impressed, solid throughout. Um, you know, we we never looked like we were going to cave in, which is which is something that's probably not synonymous with time top- side over the years. And I thought we were really professional in in the way that we handled the small bouts of pressure that Arsenal were, were putting on us, especially after halftime, because it was really important. We spoke at halftime about getting through the first 15, 20 minutes and 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 trying to weather the storm that they were going to try and throw at us, which they did. But not only did we weather the storm, we then really started controlling the game. And that was the point in the game where we really needed to get that second goal. Um which, which we we could have got if we were we were a little bit more fortunate and maybe picked, picked a few better passes. But overall, I just thought, bearing in mind that Arsenal was top of the league and notoriously the Emir- the Emirates is a bad place for us to go. I thought we were. It was it was a really really good performance today. Really strong, really solid, and uh, something
1: to build on for the future certainly. John, one guy you you picked out in particular was Eric Lamella, and how he. Grew into the game, it, it, you know, we're used to seeing him trip over his own feet, sort of get pushed off the ball. And the one comment you made was that he, he really looked bulked up and he, he looked like he was uh, stuck in during the game and, and really added a different dimension that we're not used to seeing from him. So uh, you know, what were your thoughts on Lamella and was, was this the game that we, we should be expecting from him from now on? Yeah,
3: Lamella's definitely turned a corner. Um, I always thought he needed a pound or two, but he always had the stamina and the enthusiasm. I find his positioning is better. I find he's got more confidence, but the, the, the strength is there, usually. You know, Lamella will either miss time tackles or get bullied, pushed off the ball today, apart from being up for it. Physically, he was stronger. You know, he wasn't dominated at all. So there wasn't really that much of a weak link regarding um, if he got the ball, you'd worry about him holding on to it, you know. He had no problem me shrugging off tackles. He always had the skill. So uh, I, I like this new level. And
1: what does it say for our expectations or for the state of the club that we go into the Emirates, outplay them, and then walk away with a draw and we're disappointed? I mean, looking back in the middle of August after uh, a transfer period that wasn't exactly what we all may have preferred, I mean, is this... Are are we seeing the team sort of put it all together before our eyes? Are we? I mean, wh- where are we as a football club? We we tend to be in the top, you know, three four for the first couple months of the season, and then we we hit a lull. Are we going to see a lull, or is this the the Pochettino effect that adds extra steel to the squad?
0: If I'm honest, Mark, I think we've definitely progressed from from last season. Um, it's been it's been kind of slow, um, but I think a lot of it was, was what Pochettino wanted to do in terms of clearing the decks and getting in his own, his own players. Um, we done well, I thought last season in terms of getting in fifth, but this season we do look different. There is something definitely different about us in terms of our energy, um, our skill levels are higher. If you look at today, I thought there was two players who were really important. I thought Dembele was excellent. Um, because he keeps the ball. He doesn't give the ball away too much, and that rubs off. And then I know we've just spoken about him. I thought Eric Lamella was excellent in terms of his energy, the assistance he gives. But what really struck me today was the way that in the first half, if you looked at Ali, Ali started alongside Dyer. After about 15 minutes, he moved forward. Then Dembele went back. He had Lamella out on the right. He then moved over to the left, and Eriksen kind of had a bit more of a free roll. And then they moved back into their natural positions where then Bele went up further up behind Kane and then Ali moved back. And I think that's what Pochettino always wanted. He wants players who aren't rigid. He wants players who can play different positions. Um, And that's why he went out and bought Son and NG different positions across the front four. So I think we're starting to get the team and the squad that he, he really wants and also that flexibility in our play. Right, can I just put, come in there? I I, I
2: um I, I agree with what Coach is saying. I think it's been difficult to see over the last uh, 12, 18 months exactly what we were trying to do because um, we've had games where we've been really good and then we'd go on a run of games where we were really really poor and it's you start asking questions. Do you think well? Are they ever going to get you know get the hang of this? But I think maybe the fact that it's it's quite a difficult thing that he wants them doing. So he wants them 100 mile an hour at all times, yeah, giving everything at all times. And then added to that, you need to be flexible and you need to be concentrated at all times because sometimes you're going to get um, parts of the game where you're going to be asked to drop into a position like Ali did with Dembele um, or move position, et cetera, et cetera. And whilst you're doing that, go or... You know, have an opposition player getting behind or, you know, not pick someone up because you're doing this. So so with, with fluidity comes the opportunity for teams that are trying to be fluid to make mistakes. And I think that's what we've seen in the last 12 to 18 months. I think what we're seeing now is a team that's been together for a while, the same type of players getting picked in week in, week out, and they, they know what they're doing. So what happened today in the game where Ali move with them barely and Lamella came left and Ericsson floating inside and all the rest of this comes naturally. And I think it's it's a it's 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 just a matter of time, you know? Um so it's 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 really
1: good to see some fruition of what we think he might be trying to do. Yeah and and you know you mentioned Deli Ali a few times. When was the last time we had such a, a young, bright prospect that isn't only a prospect He's playing meaningful minutes and, and really at times sort of dominates the ball. I mean, there was that 10 or 15-minute span where we had Arsenal pinned in their own half. That was Deli Ali, you know, dinking over uh, Per Mertesacker and, and rolling him on the, on the touchline. I mean, I don't remember seeing a Spurs player that young really play with that sort of confidence and, and trust from the manager and from the team. I mean, can you guys remember anybody who had that sort of effect on... On the club?
0: No, no, not, not for I've a long, to, long while. Uh, you'd probably have to go back to Hoddle. Yeah. Hoddle really kind of hit the ground running when he made his debut against Stoke, he scored, and, you know, if I remember correctly, and then really he had the trust and of the, of the this actual kind of management team then. And you look at Stevie Perryman, who was kind of in that first team at such a young age. But for me, really, in terms of, I think there's a difference. We've always had players who've kind of come on and, and done little bits and pieces, you know, had an impact when they were really young. But it's very different with Ali because you know that he's going to sustain it. He's going to go on to big things with England. He's not going to make an impact for a couple of months and then kind of move on. Now We've had decent young lads in the past. You're Darren Kaskis you know, you're... You're kind of dean Dean Marleys who come on and, and for a game will score a couple of goals or make a yeah. big impact, but then you know they're not gonna live up to it. But with Ali it's different. The thing I find
2: really, really impressive of Ali is is he's nasty. You know, and I don't mean that in a derogatory fashion as that he goes around kicking people, but he's he's got that turning and that, that that little bit of nastiness where he knows he he can put his foot in and he's not Daunted by people, and he'll—I mean, there was a point in the game today where um, one of the Arsenal lads was kicking off, and Ali basically stood on his foot just to wind him up. Do you know what I mean? hes hes an a—he's a—he's got that little bit of spite in him, and I think we've been missing that for years. And I think that's why he's been given a run because I think Pochettino not only trusts him because he's obviously a quality player, but he can handle himself as well. Something that Lamella couldn't do last year, perhaps, and this year all of a sudden people are bouncing off him. And he, and I think that he's going to fill out, and I think you'll you'll find when he comes to twenty four, twenty five, you'll be looking at a completely different Eric Lamella. And I think Daddy Ali is exactly the same. I mean, when the guy fills out, I think he's
1: going to be an awesome, awesome player. Now, since we're we're mentioning toughness and and youth, I mean Eric Dyer, I think since game one has surprised everyone and taken on a, a role that. We didn't expect him to take all. Maybe Paschettino saw that he had the attributes to be a a successful defensive midfielder. Um, But today, again, I mean, breaking up play, the thing that stands out in my mind was when Giroud, who played like a complete asshole today. I mean, there's no way around it. Giroud was mixing it up after the whistle three or four different times. Um, Sort of what you expect in the derby, but uh, just crying over over things that happen over the course of a football match. Uh, but Dyer stood up to him after the the last go he had at, at Jan. And it's just the... Dyer's almost rising as a leader in the squad. He went from someone who was a third or fourth choice center back to someone filling in defensive midfielder to someone who's really a bedrock of of our team right now. I mean, it's it's amazing how going into the season we kind of predict a lot of the things that, that are happening, yet... It all seems to work. Um, but it, it begs the question, is it working because it is three months into the season, or is this actually a foundation and a platform that is going to get better? Uh, it's not just bounces going in our way. It's, this is here to stay. John, do you, is this? A
3: yeah, I, I think the platform is being built. If, if you look at it, you've been very careful with, with, with the youngsters as well. Um, uh, I I don't think it's a flash in the pan. He he's given he's been rigid as well. But he's he's given everybody the, the, the chance to settle and bed in. You know, when um all of us were criticizing um his his selections, we were saying you know priority must be a defensive midfield. He knew from early he was going to use there and he stuck to it. And I couldn't see it. I, I figured you know he's a good player. He's physical. He's strong. But his positioning is superb. You know, we all know he's an athlete and he's got pace, but. You can't really find words to explain how fast he's acclimatised to that position. I know he played it before, but um, this is the Premier League. Some people can play in a in a slightly lesser league and get found out at this level, but he, he, he looks like a veteran. Looks like he's been there for a long, long time, and he's just getting stronger. The confidence is there. The power is there. Um, again, you've got to, um, you've got to credit the coach. You can't credit anybody else. Oh, you've got to give Max credit for Di.
2: Absolutely. It, it, what a decision it's been. It, I mean, Dyer has, has looked... He's just taken to it like a duck to water. He's looked fantastic. And, you know, all, all credit to Potsunin
1: for that. Yeah, and we're... So, we're headed into a another international break, and then we're playing the sixth-placed West Ham, which, uh, you know, I don't know about you guys being England-based or UK-based, but West Ham, to me, is always a team that I... I sort of despise, even when we're not playing them, I root against them week after week. they just they just don't seem like uh, how do I put it politely at least they seem like they're they're the team from the other side of the tracks, if that makes sense um, so going into to the match, us in fifth place there that's sixth place, um, you know what are your thoughts going into that? What are your thoughts on the season? We really haven't had a podcast to discuss the last you know, probably two months of the season. So here we are at the North London Derby. It's it's easy to just focus on today, but Coatsy, what what have you been? Your impressions over the last few weeks, especially as we head into another uh, London Derby. I think in, in terms of our season, um,
0: I thought we were we started off um, very unlucky against Man United. I thought we we deserved a point there, and it was just an unfortunate goal. There've been some. Good performances. Man City in today especially were were excellent. Um, we slipped up a few times. I think in terms of getting some more points, we, we've had quite a few draws. Um, but you can look at that in two different ways. Um, you can you can either say, well, really we weren't punishing teams, or or really there were that there was kind of you know in terms of toughness that we spoke about that rather than getting beaten, we've we've been drawing. I think the biggest, the biggest game, and we're going right back to the start, but that's because we haven't really, we haven't spoken. The biggest game that frustrated me was the home game against Stoke. Um, just when we were two 0 up and cruising, and we, we conceded a goal late in the game, and then straight away we conceded another. And then you look at Leicester as well; which is another game that stood out for me in terms of, you know, we get the goal with about eight minutes to go, and then Leicester take the kick off and. And then they score and equalise. And those two games, really, for me, were, were probably our poorest kind of games in terms of getting something from them. But we've definitely um, had a better start than we have for a long, long time, to be honest, in terms of how we're playing. The fact is we're now in November and we've only lost one league game. That's unheard of for Spurs. AD, I know... Uh...
1: We've had some some discussions. I know you have some frustrations in the the Europa League weeks, um, and some of our performances in the Europa League don't necessarily match up to our Premier League performances. But what have your been your impressions over the last you know two three months?
2: Yeah, I kind of echo what coach has said. I think I've been more frustrated with um, some of the some of the draws we've had, but not so much the actual fact that we've drawn, but some of the performances. It, I think, I think the problem with with, with being a Spurs supporter is obviously, you know, you, you want to see a certain type of football. And when it comes out every now and again, you get yourself g up and excited. And then all of a sudden, we've, we've not been able to be consistent. But the difference between this season and last season is is even though we've not consistently been able to play nice football, we haven't been getting beat. So, so you've got to take that as um, a positive. That's for, that's for sure. You know, my question um, is whether these draws um, would start towards the end of the season, mid end of the season, turning towards defeats or towards victories. That's when we're really going to see. Because we got to remember, we're a really young side. Okay, so you know. With all the best one in the world, you know, at some point we're going to be tested in regards of um, the guys. Not attitude; attitude's not the right word, but they're going to get tested. It's a long, hard season, and the character of the guys is going to is going to get tested. And I think we're going to find out with regards to these draws that we have, a lot of draws, whether we can turn them into victories and and, and avoid getting defeats. But like coach said, to to have lost one game in the league is it's unheard of for us. And, and we didn't really deserve to lose that game. Um, I, I, I echo what Coates said. Uh, Stoke City was a real annoyance. Getting in front of the at Leicester, you've got to kind of see that out. Another game that I really, really didn't like was the was the Swansea game, because I think when we went to Swansea, they, they were in a real bad run of form and they carried it on. Uh, but again, a point is a point. You can't really be too mad about it. So it's a really, it's really positive start. I the f- football's starting to improve as well, which is which is keeping me happy.
1: And John, uh, you know what are what are your thoughts? Is the has the style progressed to your liking? Um, you know, do you think we we need to switch up the, the formation at times? What what have been your your thoughts on the season? What are, what are some suggestions that you have that you know may turn some of these draws into victories uh, going forward? Well, uh, I think some of it was today, you know, a little bit of
3: interchanging, some, a little bit more fluidity, we were a little bit rigid early on, but if you look at how the season's built, um, I think a lot of it was to do with the players being young, he, he wanted to set a base, and if you look last year, I think there's only three teams that actually conceded more goals than us, so I could imagine his main aim was just to batten down the hatches and say, look, you know, some games you're not going to play well, but you're going to get something out of it. So, early on, even though it was frustrating with young players, you're going to get a big spag a lot of the times. You're not always going to be consistent. But the base was there and the springboard was there to build on. You could see, okay, fine, you know, we've got a point here. You know, we could have played a bit better. We were scratching a bit. But early on, Kane was, uh, you know, tired because that under-21 tournament didn't do him any good. Um, So, you know, we, we... we, will, we didn't look like we had a lot of goals in us. We were scratching around. Um, we were solid. As, as, as it's gone on now, the fluidity's coming, the confidence is coming. And, um, you know, he do not he don't look like he's going to miss now. It, and anything comes his way. And, and, and the team feeds off of that. you got midfield players. If you look at it, all of our midfielders are hitting the net. So the, the, the goals are spread around the team. We've even got a defender that's got in. Obviously, Jan hasn't got in yet, but all the real discord. So the goals are spread around. So we're a lot more balanced at the side as in where the goals are kind of come from. It's not all on Kane's back. Um, I think a decent purchase in the January window. Otherwise, in the summer, we can get some more attacking options will help. Son's got goals in him. So I'm, I'm really happy with where we're progressing. A good, young, strong team. And, and everybody looks like they're on the same page, you know? Uh, I think he's making sure that the discipline is there in the team, and that everybody's pulling together. So I'm, I'm, I'm really happy where it is. I, I was um, just like what Coatesy and Adie was saying. At certain games, you said to yourself, oh "My God, how did we, you know, not win that?" But that's gonna happen. Um, you know, this is the EPL. It's the hardest place in the world to get a result. So you, you, you're gonna take a point rather than a loss because we have done that for our history. You know, we have had games where we've been really good. And then next game, we've been, we've been turned over. So, a lot more consistent this year. And um, I can I can only say
2: it, it's a positive thing. Okay. Uh, Mark, I think going back to today's game, um, one thing that did strike me was if, if, if Clinton and G had been fit, he would have really caused Arsenal problems in the last 15 minutes. I think we would have really caused him a lot of problems on the break because his pace is electric. Um and he and he, 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 he runs down for the middle a lot as well, and he he causes real problems in between the lines. And I think that you know that's one thing we missed today was that little bit of pace towards the end where we could have really broke away and punished Arsenal. And you know, and, and it's a good thing that we've got that. You know, he's got an injury at the moment, but he's coming back, so you know, it's another thing we've got up our
0: sleeve. Yeah. That's a good point, Heidi Mark, what do you think of Ng?
1: He shows flashes of of what we've what we expect from him. I mean, there was, I can't recall the, the exact match, but there was the, the one play he made a run up the, the right sideline and, and played a, yeah. a perfect cross in. So there are glimpses of, of what he's able to produce. It's it's interesting that we play him more as a, a striker up top and drop Kane into the 10 role when he's in, rather than playing him as a winger. Um, not sure if that's just because we don't have other options up top or, or what the thinking is behind that, but... Um, you know, he's as he adjusts the league, I think, as Eddie said, his speed is something you can't coach. And the fact that he has uh, a bit more end product than the players we're used to, to having, um, our speedsters having, I think it's you know it's, it's something to keep an eye on because he does add a different dimension.
0: Yeah, he's raw, isn't he? That, that game you're talking about is a Man City game where he was... Remember the, the ball, as you say, was on the right wing and it just kind of flicked it over the defender's head and, and ran down the wing and crossed it in. Yes. Um, I think he's got a lot of potential um, and I I didn't really think of it at the time in terms of today, actually, AD in terms of, you know, if we if invariably, if he does come on the last 15 minutes, he does stretch tired defenders. So it'd be great to get him back as soon as we can. And I think also what would have happened is, like Mark said, hit the nail on the head. What
2: Pochettino tends to do then is he brings in Gion and drops Kane into the into the um, Ericsson position. And obviously Kane is a, is a, is a workhorse and gets around and, 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 and tackles and hustles and Harrys. And I think, um, you know, when you're protecting a lead, especially away right from home, I think that's going to be invaluable to us. And I, I, I think he's a really good addition. I'm, a, I'm agreeing with you guys. I think he's really, really raw. But I'm a real believer in raw talent. Um, and I think that anyone... That you can see that has flashes of brilliance can be coached into being a room. I've always stuck by Lamella. Um, you know, it's it's clear when people have that much talent that you know, with the right environment and the right coaching,
1: they're, they're only going to get better and better, and, and they will they will come good in the end. And that's that's Pochettino's main selling point is above being a manager, above being anything, is he's a coach and he's able to to get the most out of the players and develop young players. So you would have to be confident having a player like NG and a coach like Paschettino who... Um, there's an interesting figure today on the, 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 cap, uh, the coverage. He had nine players at Southampton and Spurs that have made their England debuts under Paschettino. So, I mean, that's, that just shows the, the progression of players under the, the coach. And you can argue that they're very talented players to start out with, but it takes a certain type of personality and a, a certain type of style to bring the most out in players, and he certainly has has proven the ability to do that. Um, and
0: he's getting a lot of plaudits for that over here, Mark. In terms of the football writers that, that I respect, in terms of you know the Jason Burts of this world, the Sam Wallaces, you know, it's something that they always refer to. In terms of listen, this is it. This is a coach who's come. To this country from Argentina, but really invest in, in this country's young talent, um, and the way he's going in terms of actually that conveyor belt from his first teams with Southampton and Spurs. You know, it's 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 going to be good for England because I, I was getting worried in terms of you know the depth of talent, but if you look at some of these players now that are coming through, um, and some of the 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 actual squads where, where some of these young players are being put into the team now you know i think the future is bright for for england internationally if they carry on the progress they're making
1: yeah and today oh. we, we've seen josh anoma start to get to, yeah. to get a few cameos as well so it, it's clear he's sort of the next in the conveyor belt of young uh, england internationals who at spurs are, are going to receive their their chance to to show what they can do on a on a bigger scale um, so that's exciting that he's he's starting to to show up more in the senior team.
2: I think it's a bit of a double edged sword for me. Like I I am I, um, I think it's I would prefer if the younger lads were kept away from the from England for quite a while. To be honest, um, just because I think that it's important for them not to be pushed and rushed. Do you know what I mean? Um, and also they're young kids, so you know they're going to play a lot of games. Sometimes they could do with not being involved with, with internationals and stuff like that. So I'm not saying they shouldn't be, I'm just saying it's a bit of a double-edged sword in respect of, I love the fact that they're getting recognition, but sometimes I would like them to kind of go under the radar a little bit more and, uh, you know, so just concentrate on on Spurs and, and their careers and getting themselves, you know, earning earning that recognition, earning that right to play for England. Because I, think, I do think there is a... Not, not that it's Tottenham players, because obviously a call up I'm saying that I think nowadays Caps are handed out like flipping sweets a little bit and Yeah I
0: think it's because they haven't got the pick in this country 80 that they used yeah. to have
2: you Yeah
0: know, I, feel, I agree no, Gary Neville raised a good point you know that when you kind of put you put of English players is it's just over a quarter Yeah you know so they haven't they haven't got the, the kind of pull that they used to have because it would definitely be I would say even till the early 2000s, it would have been probably way over 50. But even now, it's like... So, in terms of what we're doing, in terms of trying to build a young team, England are going to have to do the same. Yeah. So, I think if, you're, if your players are showing good stuff at the age of 19, 20, whereas before, you know, you had Michael Owen and these guys coming, but invariably, you'd be your early 23, 24, 25. I think now, in terms of England, it's going to be... Listen, if you're showing something like Delhi Alley they're going to have to blood you. Yeah, they just have yeah, other picks. Yeah, I'll just be selfish from a from a from a Spurs fans'
2: point of view. I don't, you know, I don't want to see kids get, getting injured in international friendlies and stuff like that. I just think, you know, give them a little bit more time. Don't push them. Don't put too much pressure on their shoulders. But I mean, with Delhi Alley you can. He's he's been so good. you can, you know
0: he's got to go with the squad I guess and I think a lot of these lads AD they seem to have good heads on their shoulders you know they're not all Paul Gascoynes. No. you know that they all seem to be you know they've been brought up well at some of the younger Cubs like you have to say MK Dons have done a great job with Ali and I think it was a wise decision to let him finish off the job that he was there for I think some of these guys are are quite mature for their age. If you look at Bale, I thought the pressure on Bale was immense, but he handled it really well and continues to do so today. So, I think I think players now are, are a lot more in tune on how to deal with the pressure, rather than what they were years ago in terms of the training they get, etc. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm curious. It, it's a little bit different of a topic, but have they been making a big deal about uh, Wenger's comments? Regarding Spurs New Stadium over there? I mean over here it's gotten a little bit of coverage that he basically said we're not gonna be able to keep any sort of financial edge on Spurs and that's what's allowed us to, you know, buy players like Alexis and Ozil and sort of keep keep some uh, I guess the, the older talent that that Spurs aren't able to attract yet, paying forty or forty five million. Has has the media picked up on that at all? It seems like Wenger is is a little bit uh, he's looking ahead to the future and and a little bit afraid of, of the sleeping giant that that Spurs are.
2: To, to be fair, it's not really caught a lot of press, but I did read this story. One thing I will say about Wenger is we're talking about his uh, comments after the match, which are you know his usual self doesn't give any credit to the opposition, blah blah blah. But one thing he has always been really. Um, uh, good with is he's always he's always said that Spurs are as big as Arsenal in regards to when when they first when he first became manager fan base and stuff like that Wenger's has always been very um, open with the fact that he believes that Tottenham are are as big a club as Arsenal in, in that regard so it doesn't doesn't surprise me that you know he knows that once we get the stadium built our turnover is going to be near on identical. Um, Gates are going to be Neuron identical etc etc so you know he, he's kind of he's a strange guy Wenger. He, he speaks a lot of truth and says a lot of stuff which is you think yeah fair play and then on the other hand he's just a complete dick so he's an oddball in regards to that
1: yeah I, I just think it's interesting I, I always I, you guys know I, I talked about it at length before being a United States Uh, football supporter, you get fans from all different teams. I mean, you have Arsenal, Liverpool, Manchester United, and it's not as nasty as you would think between players, but the Arsenal, my Arsenal friends have always been, um, you know, the 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 mind-the-gap guys, those sort of things. But in the last, you know, six to 12 months, there's a slight change. So I think hearing that also from Wenger, who... um, they hold in the highest esteem and almost godlike. Um, you know, it bodes well for for Spurs brand also around here to to hear more and more uh, more and more people talk about the future. Because obviously we talk many times about the past and how Spurs have the one of the most prestigious pasts in, in English football. Um, but it's, it's an easy sell around here and, and you can imagine the the executives at Spurs being very happy about. The press and, and sort of the attention being brought to this, this massive club that, you know, is only going to become bigger.
0: Yeah, and, and Spurs have, have deliberately gone that way, haven't they, in terms of the last five or six years, especially, you know, they're, they're very clever in how they market a club. I think you have to be, you have to be nowadays. Um the Premier League's bigger than just than just this island that we live on. You know? it's, it's, it's massive in, in America, obviously, where you are, Mark. But Asia is, is massive as well. Um, but for some reason, Spurs really have hit it off in the, in the States, um, more so than any other team, it would seem. So wherever that's, I don't know, you will probably know more of that, the reasons for that, Mark, but wherever it was a, a deliberate and market employee if it was, it's been done very successfully. But the game is taken off over there, isn't it? In terms of the coverage, I think the knowledge of, of the American supporters is very good on on their clubs and on football in general. Um, and the, the actual NBC deal, which is probably where I get most of my streams if, if I'm not at Spurs, is is second to none, really. So it's it's taken off, and it's great for Spurs that they they're regarded so highly over there.
1: Yeah, and there were 200 people at the Atlantic Bar today in Chicago. It's, I don't get that. It's, it's just excellent, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's, it's 30 minutes away. You would think in a in a city like Chicago it'd be easier downtown to get to, but 200 people, so it just shows, I mean, the, the interest in, in soccer in general and football in general is unbelievable and it's, it's only growing. And um, You know, the, the U.S., uh, commentator said we dominated today, so uh, I don't know what I'm interested to hear all the coverage. I, I was following uh, some people on Twitter, and Neil Eaton was was absolutely losing his mind over Sky Sports coverage. So, what well, what were your impressions of, of that? Were they willing Arsenal to to win, as he was saying, or, or what sort of uh, what do you guys observe? I'm interested. I, I watched it on NBC SN and it
3: was reasonable. It wasn't that bad. Yeah. I'm not sure what happened for AD and, um, and David, but for me, it was it was reasonable. It was very
1: Arsenal orientated. AD, wasn't
3: it? <laughs> yeah, I think it was. To be honest, I think they were they were
2: urging him to get a win towards the end for a start. Um, it was it was more that Arsenal aren't doing this and aren't doing that than rather than Spurs. Um, I think I, I think Gary Neville was pretty pretty good but in the studio and stuff it was all you know Arsenal should be doing this or
0: winning this or doing that okay. Neville's very pro Spurs at the moment isn't he yeah he is yeah, to be fair
2: yeah. yeah
0: he is but yeah it was it was Arsenal in terms of Sky Mark Arsenal are very um, packed in terms of pundits and so are Liverpool it's almost a Liverpool and Arsenal show at times so um, you just live with that, and it makes you more determined. Or you enjoy it more when they play well. When you got old, big nose, Alan Smith commentating on it. <laughs>
1: and we had Robbie Earl was over here saying he would love to defend Christian Eriksen. He said, "You know, as a as a fullback, he's got nothing that can that can beat me." I thought it was. He a, said that. Yeah, Robbie Earl said that. Unbelievable.
0: Oh yeah, the the master Robbie Earl. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, anyway,
0: bang average, bang average. Oh, I believe bang it. Average. Bang average. I will pick Robbie Savage
1: out of him. <laughs> <laughs> so. So I. So, uh, you know, let's let's focus on uh, on post international break. As I mentioned, we're we're playing West Ham, who are in sixth place. What do you guys think? What do you think of West Ham so far? Predictions. Let's uh, let us let's, let's see what what we have to look forward to, Coatsy. What do you think?
0: I think what you spoke about, Mark, about what your feelings towards West Ham. Um, it's, it's funny, really, because if, if obviously Chelsea and Arsenal always ahead of, ahead of West Ham, you kind of detest them more. And to be honest with you, I always kind of had a bit of a respect for West Ham because um, they. Uh, that's not edited in, out. We're
1: definitely keeping that in. Sorry, mate. I was trying to... they were whining a little bit, so I was trying
2: to turn the lights off for them. So oh, it was, yeah, yeah.
0: Right, go for it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just what you were saying about West Ham, Mark, in terms of... I always had a bit more of a mutual respect for them for two reasons, really, in terms... One, they always tried to play football. Number two, their fans, even when they were relegated, kind of followed them. But I think the last five, six years, they've really, to me, um, in, terms of, in terms of how they kind of carry themselves, especially after they've done the travel with us, that was awful. But I think actually this year, now that Sam has gone, and I've got a few West Ham friends who are season ticket holders, and just touching on what ady said about Spurs, you know, if, if you look at West Ham always played football, and then with Sam, it was all a big bit of a hoof game. I think they're going to be dangerous at White Hart Lane because their game is all around the breakaway, which is why they are so good away from home, but not so good at home. Their away form is excellent, but can also then perform as they did against Watford, which is dire. Um, so I actually think we'll win, but they will be dangerous.
1: Yeah, and John, I mean, Slavin Bilic is really does, as, as Koti mentioned, have them playing some nice football. Um, what, do you, what do you think? Do they, do they come in and, and show the same sort of attacking flair that they have been? Or are we you know, built to absorb those teams and really exploit their, uh, their firepower going it's, forward?
3: It, it's it's going to be a tight game. Um, but uh, he, Earlier in the season, he made some quotes about his mindset where he was managing before. He wouldn't be content, you know, to say certain teams, the big teams, he was supposed to win games. And, and it shows the way they've gone around if you look at their results against the big teams. They've been beating them. So I think they're going to come out of this issue, It's probably better for us. Um, I'm not that scared of them on the break. What I'm worried about is we're not that good. I'm not sure how they're going to handle a rough house you know, maybe they'll have to drop off and fight with Carroll but I think Carroll will get the best of those two I, I'm confident we're going to I'm confident we're to, especially if is playing because he's injured at the minute I, I think we can I think we can win that game. I think, uh, it's I think we'll get something out of it I think it's important for us to get in the
2: lead uh, get get into a commanding position so that when, if Carol, when and if Carroll comes on it doesn't really matter I think West Ham are Good outfit, they play good football, but they could play into our hands, because if they're going to attack us at Waterlane, which most teams don't, they sit there and they try and kick create on the break. Um, you know, West Ham are built for that. We're going to miss Lamella, that's for sure, and I don't think many people would thought they'd be saying that, would they? I think we're definitely going to miss Lamella in regards to our defensive shape and our work rate. Um, I guess Son's going to come in for him. Um, but I think that um, I, don't, I don't see us losing, I don't see us getting beat, and that's something that's got to be said for the manager and his staff, because at, at the moment I don't see us losing to most teams, to be fair, mm. Um, mm. I really think we're solid, so I don't see him beating us, but it's going to be a tough game, I think, it might might be a draw, it might mm. be a draw, they're going away.
1: Slavin Bilic when he did manage what was it Benfica or, or Besiktas whoever he managed last year Besiktas yeah he, Besiktas yeah they they played very well against us so I mean what, what are the chances that we don't see the, the West Ham we've seen over the last 10 games and we see you know one of one of the setups that we saw last year that if I'm not mistaken they they stole a couple late goals against us right at least in and... one of the games um I don't know, Slaven Bilic. I've been very impressed with with them, and it's like I said earlier, it's one of the teams I love to hate. So it it gives me no pleasure that they're they're actually playing some nice stuff.
0: He went up to Man City and Anfield and had a go. You know, he didn't yeah. he didn't put put any, anyone behind the ball in terms of parking the bus or anything. I think he's quite a principled guy. This is our, philosophy, as they all seem to say now, but I don't, I think he, I'd be very surprised if he does that, Mark, in terms of changing his style away, um, I think he'll have a go at Spurs, I think he'll come and he'll have a go, and hopefully, as AD says, we'll be able to pick him off a little bit, but it is one of the derbies that I badly want to win, yeah. box a little bit. I think we're dangerous, actually, now, because if we're coming out, we're coming out of this game with such confidence, lads, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah,
2: okay we've drawn today but we've we've dominated at the Emirates let's be perfectly honest Um, international break first game back West Ham United I I think the Tottenham are the danger team there and I think West Ham could get really caught. I I really do but you know it could could easily be if they they play the way they have been if they turn up it'll be a really really difficult game depends on ones
0: exactly is it the Man City West Ham or the Watford yeah exactly
1: And is it the Man City Spurs or the Stoke City Spurs?
0: (laughs) Well, exactly, (laughs) exactly. But as as we said earlier, we are a lot more consistent now, you know. And yeah, you know, in terms of, I agree with AD, It is a question of even the other night against Andalect, you just, you just knew there might be a goal in us. Whereas before, with you know, with with Spurs, you'd kind of just well, we might hang on for a draw here, you know. We we kind of the last few seasons, especially. We always seem to score late goals. We keep going, keep going, keep going. Well, the one thing I really like is I, I harp on about
2: AVB. When we were under AVB the first season, and the majority of the second season before the injuries took their hold and we to a few dodgy defeats, I always felt like we nobody would give us a hiding. Under AVB, I felt nobody could. could to, could absolutely hammer Tottenham. No chance. It would always be close. Yeah. If we would, if we were to lose it would be close. And I and I feel that now. I'm feeling that now in departure I'm feeling that, you know, wherever we go, no one's gonna give us a tank there's no chance that we're gonna be shipping goals FRS out there. So, you know, if we do lose it's gonna be very close. Yeah. And I think that is good to go into a game with that mentality where you know that teams can't hurt you, like consistently hurt you. Do you know what I mean? It adds a lot of confidence to the team, and I think that's that's what you're seeing now. Just I want to mention Carl Walker just before just before we finish up because Carl Walker today was absolutely phenomenal. He was fantastic. Um, he got drugged a little bit for the goal, but I think Maurice could have done a lot better with yeah, that I goal. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, but you can't knock Maurice because he saves his points. But Carl Walker, fit. Carl Walker today. Unbelievable athlete, quicker than anything around. He was just fantastic for us today.
0: For me it shows the value of having genuine competition in the squad. We've had it two seasons in a row now. With Davis coming in from Rose, Rose upped his game completely. And for me Walker's gone on to another out. Yeah. And it's because yeah. Trippi has come in, you know, he said himself at the start of the season he'd have to change his mindset because he had genuine competition. Yeah, yeah, maybe so, but I think
2: a lot is to do with his his injury problems as well. They've managed to get him fit. They've managed to get him. You know, he he was always nursing something, wasn't he? He was always carrying something, nursing. But he's fit, and yeah, I I really, I've always really, really rated Walker, and today was just on his day. He's he's one of the best fullbacks out there for me.
1: Yeah, and I think um, I think that's a, a decent place to to wrap up. Um, you know, we're going to be doing this as as often as it's convenient for the four of us. Um, you know, it's, it's good to be back, boys. I think we, we all had a lot of different thoughts on Spurs over the last few weeks, um, and we're just looking for the, the right opportunity to voice them. So uh, maybe a little bit more tame of a North London Derby podcast than expected, but um, <laughs> I, I think that it's... It's pretty uh, unanimous that we're we're pleased and content and and very optimistic about the team, which is always a good place to to end a podcast and start a podcast. So um, you know look forward to to chatting with you guys again soon. And hopefully uh, you know we we start to build up another bit of a, a fan base and always looking forward to chatting with people on on Twitter. Uh, Paxton Road Pod is our our handle.